Hey, welcome to Life Church. We pray this blesses you and empowers you for your week ahead. We hope you enjoy this message. Fantastic. All right, grab your seats. Isn't it good to celebrate together like that? So good, so good. How's everybody doing? Good? Great to see you today on this special day, our Faith Forward Sunday. We're going to turn our attention to the Word now. And um, just uh, I'm going to start with a little recap, just in the same way that we've, we've just uh, prayed over these students. And they're going now forward, thank you, James, forward into their next season. This is like a moment for us to step forward, church, into what God has for us. And that's why we've called this Faith Forward. It's about moving forward. In faith, it does exactly what it says on the tin, people. <laughs> and that's what today is all about. And uh, as I said at the end of the service today, we're going to be receiving an offering. If you're a guest here or it's maybe your first time, this isn't, although we do take regular tithes and offering, this offering today is a, a special one-off because how many of us know we're living in difficult economic times? Let's just say it how it is. But we believe now is not the time for the church to shrink back. Now is the time for the church to stand up and do, do more than we've ever done before, to go further than we've ever done before, to love more people than we've ever done before. And that does take finance on. It takes a step of obedience from his people. And I believe today that God is going to honor that as we take a step and do what we can do, which, hey, it might not be much. You, don't, you maybe feel that you can't do that much today. That's okay. But as long as we all do what we can each do, our faith will act, I believe, as a trigger to God, and we will see God move in mighty ways. Amen? Amen. So just a, a recap for those that are catching up a little bit. We, we were speaking about of the, out of the journey of the Israelites, because God had brought them out of captivity. They were living in Egypt. This is God's people in the Old Testament, the Bible. They were, they were in captivity. They were slaves. And God brought them out. You might have seen the movie, The Prince of Egypt. That's exactly how it happened. Well, and uh, less singing, I think. Um, but they, they, they came out. God brought them out and delivered them. And they crossed the Red Sea. And they came into this desert place. And last time we shared about this, we spoke about how in that moment, there's, a, there's an opportunity just to do one of three things. We can go back. And there was a moment when all the Israelites they were like, oh, I'm not... I'm not sure about this anymore because the things ahead of us look pretty scary. And just like you students that have just graduated, hey, this is great, we're, you know, we're moving on, we're going forward, but, but don't get intimidated by what lies ahead. God might have some scary things lined up for you, but, but it's not the time to say, hey, well, I'm not sure anymore. So do you know what, I'll just go back to the familiar because sometimes the old and familiar can seem very appealing, but it's not God's best for you. It's easy to just, oh, we'll just go back to what we had. At least, at least we got fed. It was slaves. <laughs> but they said to themselves, well, at least we got fed. Was that the best thing you can remember about it? Let's not, let's not go back. God has more for you than going back. Please, wherever you are today, no matter how hard it feels to you right now, do not go back. Stay persevering with God and, and believe that you will see his breakthrough, that you will press on into the fullness of what he has for you. Amen. The second thing that, that they were tempted to do was just stay where they were. Actually, God said to them at the start of Deuteronomy, it's time for you to leave, guys. You, you need to move on. You need to move on out of here because if we're not careful, what happens to us in this world is we just, we just settle. We just become comfortable. 
Now I know the Bible also teaches be content in every season, and there's a contentment that we find in God, and that's true, but, but there's also a settling that isn't helpful, where we just get comfortable, and, and, and let me ask this question, do you have faith today? I think majority of people would say yes. Maybe you're in here and you don't have faith. You are more than welcome to be here. Maybe you're from another faith. You're more than welcome to be here. But the majority of us in this room or watching online say, yeah, I have faith in Jesus. But then let's ask the question that goes on top. Then what are you in faith for? What are you believing for? What are you stepping into that you say, I am believing that this is going to happen. I'm moving forward with my faith and I want to see God come through in maybe in my marriage or my business or this project or this relationship or my own personal freedom. What, what is it? Because that's when we're placing a demand on God that says, I know who God has called me to be. I'm a child of God. I'm the head and not the tail. The Bible tells me I'm part of a royal priesthood. The Bible tells me that he is my father, God, who wants to give me good things. So I'm getting ready to march and to move forward and to put my foot down, to take ground, to receive all that he has for me. Does that sound like your life today? You don't have to answer that. (laughs) Some of you are thinking, that's not that exciting. (laughs) But it can be. Because that's the adventure God's got you on. Now, it might be for really simple things and and things that to you seem mundane, but they're not mundane to God. Because it's all part of the journey. You learning about him, your father, who wants to provide for you, who wants to lead you, and who wants to strengthen you. So we're not going to settle. And as I said, the idea is that we press on. Today, we're taking a step. And sometimes that's all we can do. Sometimes it won't look that dramatic. It's literally just... And for some of you, that was too big a step. Sometimes it's literally, it's just a little one, but it's still moving forward. And that's what is so important. So today we're going to move forward and we're going to move forward. I'm praying that individually that we use this moment to mark the moment of what it is that we're in faith for and believing for. And I hope you've been reading your faith forward declaration about, you know, how we're standing together as a family of God in faith. But it's also about what we do corporately as a church. I'm believing this is a moment as we get to our giving today. This is a moment where we we put our foot down in faith with our giving. We do something practical that says, God, I'm stepping forward. I know what the the situations and I know the circumstances around my life might might look like, but I'm putting this in as a seed because it's not just about money. It is the money. The money represents, but the money represents our commitment our devotion, that sacrifice to say, God, I am putting you first and I believe that I'm going to see something happen, not just in my life, but I'm going to see this community grow. I'm going to see us work out the purpose of God in this generation to advance the cause of Christ, see his kingdom come, his will be done here on earth. Amen. And so just as we get as we get into this, I've got a two, two things that I want to share with you, two scriptures that I want to share And what we're going to do is we're going to rejoin the account from where I left off. So they've come out, the the God's people have come out of Egypt, they're in the desert, and they're now going to head off into the promised land. And this is a big moment. I think this is a big moment. 400 years of captivity, now 40 years of wandering around the desert. So simple maths. 440, yes, years they've waited for this moment and now is the time. Wow. They've waited. This is a special moment. This is bigger than waiting for Christmas, people. This is 440 years and now is the time they're going to step forward. So let's look at what happens next. 
What happens when they decide to put their foot down? What can we learn from the Bible account of when the people of God put their foot down and said, we are going to go for it. Shall we see how God responds? Are you ready? Because the first thing they had to do as they stepped forward to step into this new land was to cross the Jordan River. Now this sounds a little bit familiar, doesn't it? Because when they came out of Egypt, they had to cross the sea. And now God's saying, you're going to go ahead again? I want to see it. You're going to cross over some more, cross over this again. And just in the same way that your salvation, the way that God brought you out of slavery, the way God brought you from your old self and made you new in Christ, he's brought you out before. He's saying, I've done it before and I can do it again. The biggest miracle you will ever experience is your own salvation. So whatever you're facing now is way smaller than that. If God can save your soul, he can move you on from where you are now. So he sets this water ahead of them. So they're going to start by crossing the Jordan. We're going to read from Joshua 3, verses 14 to 17. It says this, So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan, while the water flowing down to the Sea of Arabah, that's the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. Some of the people crossed over, so the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, they stopped in the middle of the Jordan and they stood on dry ground, while all of Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed crossing on the dry ground. It's a pretty cool story. Here's the first thing that we see God doing. When we take that step of faith, first thing, I'm only giving you two, first thing is this, he makes a way. He makes a way. Where there seems to be no way, he makes a way. What were they confronted with? A barrier. Let's step into what God's got for us. Yay! Oh, there's a challenge. There's a problem. There's a barrier. Because the thing is, the Bible, I love the detail of the Bible. It says the river was in flood. It's not, we're not talking like a little stream. We are talking a huge expanse of water. Now, you can imagine Joshua going on. So, has anybody passed their bronze swimming certificate? You know, where you jump in the swimming pool with your pajamas. That's a very English thing, by the way. Now, I'm guessing here, this is the Bible according to Jock, but as they're in a desert, I doubt many of them were particularly skilled swimmers. Anyway, there's crocodiles in there, so we're not getting in. So, you've got this huge expanse of water, and there's a problem, there's a barrier straight for them. So what did Joshua do? The bit I didn't read just for time's sake is just before that, this is what they did to prepare. Joshua gathered everybody together and they read the word of the Lord. He reminded them of their promises. He reminded them of what God had done and he reminded them of what God was going to do. And then they consecrated themselves. It's like a spiritual act. They got themselves ready to expect God's presence and they took the ark which represented God's presence first. Here's the thing. Uh, We have to get prepared to cross. Which is what we're doing today. And some of you, 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 
I want to ask, is your focus in the right place? Because maybe on a Sunday, you come and you go, yeah, let's do this. I'm going to cross that water. Woo, let's go. It's Sunday and I'm gone. And then Monday comes and it's like that water's looking a bit bigger than I thought. And Tuesday also looks quite cold. And Wednesday, maybe I'll see if I can go around by Thursday. Oh, what's that over there by Friday? What was I doing again by Saturday? And you come, oh yeah, Sunday. Let's take the, we're supposed to be going this way. But we get confronted with this thing. And if we're not careful to get prepared, get the right sounds and the right voices in our head, we get distracted. And that's why your, your relationships outside of this moment are so important. Yeah. Who are you doing life with that's encouraging you every week? Are you spending time in your word, your relationship with God? It's going to be sustained by you and you alone. I can't sustain it for you. The people in your world will help. And that's why life groups are important. And every week I, I get on, a, on my WhatsApp with my guys. Every week I'm going to have my life group. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'll, they are in the room. So sometimes I don't fancy it. I think I'm too busy for this, but I'm, I get on there, and do you know what? Every time I'm like, thank God that I did this, and I spent time with my brothers in Christ who've spoken strength into me and encouragement into me, and we've read the word together, and we get those voices that say, yeah, on Monday I can still cross, on Tuesday I can still cross, in my business when things are hard on Wednesday I can still cross, when the kids are playing up on Thursday I can still cross, and we keep strengthening one another, that's what this faith walk is all about, that's a bit of an aside, but hey, it was good and it was worth saying. So, here's what happens when you step forward, and here's what I want us to see, and I've, I've told you this before, but it bears repeating. We step forward into the water, but it doesn't necessarily, the miracle doesn't necessarily happen immediately. Because if you read in the, in the passage, it says, when they put their foot at the edge of the water, the water stopped, play, stopped flowing a great distance away in a place called Adam. That was a long way away. So they've put their foot in the water here, and the water stops flowing miles that way. There's a lot of water between here and there, which still has to come this way. Are you tracking with me? So they've put their foot in the water and, and they're saying, oh God, well, the, you know, we're praying this water stops. And God has done what he said. He stopped the water about several miles up there. So all this water is still coming. So you can imagine the priests going in and they're going, it's going to be good this. We've seen, we've seen this before, guys. Do you remember? We put the staff in the water, water, water parts. We walk through. This is great. Wet foot. <laughs> it's all right. God's, God's doing it. He said he will come through. So, yeah. We'll, uh, let's take another step. Maybe it needs both feet. <laughs> Two wet feet. The river's in flood. My toes are now cold. Moving forward. See Joshua. Priests are like, yeah. You get, you get in here. Okay. Just God's got it. We'll take it. We'll, we'll. Let's take that step of faith. Wet knees. And what's happening is the promise is coming. And God said, no, keep being obedient. Be obedient to what I've called, because you don't know. He's already sent the answer. just hasn't reached you yet. 
I was chatting to a pastor a while ago who was saying they needed this real breakthrough. They were after a financial miracle and it got to the point where he needed it so bad and he was down on his knees and he was praying and the doorbell rang and he thought, go away, postman, because I'm down on my knees and I'm praying to God. But eventually he went and answered the door and it was a postman and in the post was a letter which had taken two weeks to get to him and he opened it and it was the exact amount of the miracle that he was praying for. God had sent it two weeks ago. He's only praying for it now, but God's like, I'm outside of time. I'm bigger than your mind can comprehend. And sometimes the answer is already on its way. We just need to keep moving in obedience. So it doesn't always make sense. We're stepping in, I'm walking forward in faith, I'm believing, but it's not making sense because my legs are still wet. And God's saying, I know, but I'm with you. I've called you to do it. Keep walking forward. Some of you, you're gonna sow a seed today and it doesn't fully make sense to you. It doesn't make sense and you think, well, I've sowed it on Sunday and on Monday, my feet are wet. It's okay, God's coming. God is your rewarder. God is your provider. And as we stand in faith together, I believe we're gonna see that. He is so faithful. It is God who makes the way. When we see a barrier, he sees a platform for his goodness. When we see a river, he sees a highway. When we see an obstacle that we can't get over, God sees an opportunity for him to show his goodness and his kindness and his love and his power. When we see something that we think we'll never get through this, God says, I will show you where God makes paths in the desert. He leads us out of valleys. He makes rough places smooth. He leads us on and he carries us through. There is always a way in God. He is the God who makes a way where there seems to be no way. He is the way maker. He is the miracle worker. He is the promise keeper. He is the light in our darkness. He is everything and he will make a way for you today. So number one, God makes a way. Here's the second thing. When we step out and we put our foot down to take the land that he's given us, number one, he makes a way. And the second thing is this. He leads us into victory. God is not making you take a step forward for you to be defeated. He's making you take steps forward to be in victory. I want to read to you from Joshua 6 verses 1 and 2. It says, Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went in and no one came out. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. Interesting that when they crossed the Jordan River, it says that they crossed it, if you read it, saw it in the previous text, they crossed it opposite Jericho. So they were getting through one obstacle knowing there's another one to come. How often does that feel like life? (laughs) Oh, I've just made it through this one. Oh, now there's another obstacle. But again, God's saying, yeah, this is okay. This is called walking in faith. There's always another level in God. He's always got more for you. And there's always a new challenge, but it's okay because he's the one that makes a way and he's the one that brings the victory. And so here we see them and they, they, they approach Jericho and Jericho was a huge city. Jericho was a key city because it, was, it controlled that sort of east to west route. It was a key trade place, a fortified city, huge walls. And um, faith can sometimes look like a challenge. In fact, often faith looks like a challenge because if it was easy, it wouldn't require faith. And here they're confronted with this opportunity And what I love is the way God speaks to Joshua because here we see a real key thing that our faith journey is about. Our faith journey is often about perspective. It's about perspective. Why do I say that? There's one word that stands out. When the Lord said to Joshua, see, see. 
Okay, we're looking at a massive fortified city. Soldiers on it. The doors are barred. There's nobody getting in or out. Huge walls that we can't scale or get around. And God says, see, I've given it into your hands. Now, if I was Joshua, I'd be like, uh, Lord, may I inquire? Um, I don't know why Joshua speaks in a really formal English accent in my head. Lord. Um, Lord, can I inquire? What about that situation is giving it into my hands? Because that just looks like a fortress to me. There's nothing about, there's nothing in the natural a suggestion that he has given it into my hands. But the, but the word command, the word see is a command. I want you to see, Joshua, that I have given it into your hands. I don't want you to look at the natural. I don't want you to look at what you actually see with your physical eyes. I want you to see with the eyes of faith that look with new eyes. I have given this into your hands. And sometimes we just need that perspective shift. Do you need to look at your journey differently right now? Maybe there's some things in your world and you're saying, I don't, I don't know how I get around this or through this or work this out. I don't know how the, that person comes home or how I repair that relationship. I don't know how I get out of this financial mess, but God does. He's the one who makes a way. He wants you to see it differently. He's the one who makes a way and he's the one who brings the victory. So how did they do it? How did they do it? I'm going to read to you from Joshua 6.20. I'm going to ask the, the band to come up and so we sort of get towards the end here. How did they see this victory? Many of you know the story, but Joshua 6.20, just that, that part in brief. So they, they've, they've walked around the city walls. God commanded them, I want you to walk around the walls every day for six days. And on the seventh day, you're going to go around seven times. And here's what happens. Verse 20, when the trumpet sounded and the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and they took the city. Here's what was happening. God was showing that. He says, see, I want you to see there's a victory here. And what I want you to do is two things. I want you to just walk in obedience and then I want you to praise. I just want you to walk in obedience and praise. Did their walking around the city affect the walls? No, not in the natural. Well, it could have unsettled the soil around. No, no matter how far you stretch it, that didn't happen. Well, maybe when they walked down the seventh time, a tectonic plate. No, no. There was nothing physical that, that was happening, but it was happening in the spiritual. But what was happening was happening in their hearts as they said, obediently, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a step. Well, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but God, I'm going to take a step. Well, that idea doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah, but it's what God's telling me to do. Well, yeah, but you shouldn't be reaching out to that person. Well, but it's what God's asked me to do. Well, I'm not sure now's the right time to launch that business. Yeah, but it's what God's asked me to do. I'm not sure you should be given that amount. Yeah, but it's what God's asked me to do. It didn't make sense in the natural, but in the spiritual it made sense. And they walked in an obedience that said, Day after day, I'm going to continue to walk in obedience. How many of us would have given up on day two, or three, or five, or six? But the breakthrough is right around the corner. But God said, no, I want you to show that obedience to me. I want to see, I want to see you going. And what happened? He brings the victory. Because it's not by might, it's not by power, but it is by His Spirit. We have a part to play, but our part is just obedience. 
He's the one that brings the wall down. You might say, oh, I haven't got the strength to repair this. I haven't got the, the energy to see that stronghold come down in my life. You don't need to. Isn't that brilliant? You don't need to have the strength. Jesus has got the strength for you. He's got the strength that you need. He's got the power that you need. What we have to do is just walk in obedience. And I love this. That when the trumpet sounded, they shouted. And here's, here's what's interesting. They weren't shouting, walls come down! Because that's not what God asked them. They weren't shouting at the wall. They were shouting praise to God. Because it says when the trumpet sounded, the trumpet was a call of a, a declaration of God's glory or His goodness or, or His kingdom has come. It was a declaration, a shout of praise. And when they praised, those walls started coming down. And that's what happens. They, they, they weren't, and who knows, maybe they were very unconvinced by what they were doing. Maybe it was a, yay. <laughs> oh, sometimes that's all we've got, but God will take it. If that's where you're at. Sometimes we've only got faith as small as a mustard seed. But God says, it's still faith and I'll still see it and I'll respond. If that's what you've got right now, you give it to me. But I believe that as they walked around, as they grew in obedience, as they start, that trumpet sounded and they start to shout and they shouted praise to God and they lifted God high above what they saw before themselves, high above the problems that they faced, high above everything that then God brought the power and they saw things changed, amen? He's the one who makes a way and he's the one who brings the victory. And I want us to take that on like individually for ourselves, but also for us collectively as a church. And, and as I said, we're, gonna, we're now gonna move into our, our time of receiving an offering, but I don't want you to detach all that I've just said from this moment, because this seed that we're about to sow, it's about those things. It's about obedience. It's about doing what we can do. It's about saying, yeah, God, I'm gonna set my foot, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my foot in the river and I'm gonna believe that your promise will come. I might not see it today or tomorrow, but I believe it's coming. God, I'm gonna walk around those city walls. And this is my seed in the ground, it's my obedience. And God, I believe that you are gonna do something special through it. And I'm believing that as each of you do it, I'm truly humbled. Uh, and it's really hard for me artic to articulate, but I, I just, it is really humbling to stand on a platform like this and ask us as a family to give in the economic times that we're in. But I know that God is your rewarder. I know that God is your provider, not me, not the church. God will, and, and I'm trusting and believing in Him that we're gonna see miracles all across this church. We're gonna see promotions. We're gonna see gifts, surprise inheritances, um, all kinds of different things. And, and some of it might not be financial. Maybe your seed today is just gonna trigger something. Maybe that prodigal is gonna come home because you're just, you're believing. Maybe that teenager that is away from God is gonna come home because of just the act of obedience. And God says, when you put my house first, I'm gonna honor yours and I'm gonna build your house. So I give in today, it's more than finance. And I don't want anybody under like pressure to, to give what they shouldn't give. And you know, let's just do the best that we can do. And as long as we all play our part, but it's more than, as I said earlier, it's more than finance. It's a signal to God 
says, God, I'm committing afresh to you. I'm believing that you're gonna do something special. And as we give today and later, we're gonna put the containers on the front rather than passing them around uh, the room. And as you come forward and give, I want you to like name that seed and say, God, I'm, uh, this is me. Step, as you come out of the seat, you're stepping forward in faith saying, I'm, this is what I'm believing for. This is where I'm putting my foot. This is the ground I'm gonna take. And I believe that you are gonna come through for me. And I love that as we do this together, we're standing on the shoulders of those that have gone before us. You know, for generations now, the, the, the church is, I love that when you think about the church, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, people just like you and just like me have been serving the purpose of God in that generation. Giving just like we are now. And somebody's paid for that seat that you sat on. Somebody paid for the carpet under your feet. Somebody paid for that fan, that light. It's people's giving over generation and that have allowed us to do all that we've got to at this point, but there's more and now it's our turn. And we should take great joy in that, that we get to play our part in history and see what God will do, that as together we build His house, a place where His name is lifted up. And we know that when we lift His name up, He will draw all men to Him. I still believe that the greatest days of the church are ahead of us that there are more people to reach, there are more people to be loved, that we can make a greater impact in our community. God is gonna, I'm praying that we will see an increased sense of His presence, that miracles, signs, and wonders will follow as we press into Him. That He's gonna enlarge our influence, He's gonna enlarge our territory, that the greatest days of this church are ahead. And so I just wanna up front say thank you to everybody for your giving, for your commitment, for all you do for the house of God and we're going to move forward together in faith. So before we give, I want us to sing this song moving forward that our team wrote for this season. It just, and just whatever I've said today that stuck with you, I've just prayed that by the Spirit of God, something would happen in your heart today that it would strengthen you. It would give you faith to walk into all that He has for you. So let's, let's sing together and then I'll instruct us in our giving. Thanks to you. Thanks for joining us. We pray you feel encouraged by this word. We would love to hear from you, so why not connect with us via the website at lifechurchhome.com or on our socials at Lifechurchhome. Have a blessed week and we'll see you soon.